You are listening to Hit Play, Not Pause, a feisty menopause podcast for active, performance-minded women. I am your host, Celine Yeager. Each week, I bring you advice from athletes, scientists, researchers, and other experts to help you feel and perform your best, no matter what your hormones are doing. This show is a production of Live Feisty Media. Hello, strong, feisty women. So looking back on the nearly 70 episodes we've done of the show so far, there are definitely some common themes. One, this stuff can blindside you. Obviously, everyone's experience is unique, but we have heard from some world-class athletes who have had their worlds rocked from left field by perimenopause. Two, you have to be an advocate for yourself. We know that even doctors haven't been trained in menopause. A 2019 study found that less than 7% of OBGYN, family medicine, and internal medicine residents felt adequately prepared to manage women experiencing menopause. And three, we need community. Just sharing our experiences with others and being around women who understand can really make everything so much better. Well, this week's guest, Gina Ransom, embodies all of those themes. Gina is a lifelong fitness professional whose journey through perimenopause made her, in her own words, an almost unrecognizable version of her generally positive, happy self. Eventually, she managed to find help, which we talk all about here. And maybe most importantly, she formed a community, the Menno Parkers, which is a private Facebook group for menopausal women who do street parking, which if you don't know, is a home strength workout program for people with limited time, space, or equipment. I'll put a note to both of those in the show notes. I have heard nothing but good things about street parking. So if you're still hunting for a strength program that works for you, I'd invite you to check it out. Along with being an advocate for menopausal women looking to get strong, Gina is a mom of four and a grandmother to one. And she plans to keep on kicking ass for a long time to come. I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Okay, before we get to it, super quick reminder, you can find us at Feisty Menopause on Instagram and Facebook. We have our ever-growing private Hit Play Not Pause Facebook group. You can come in and join the discussion on everything under the sun. If you have ideas for the show, any feedback, you can hit me up at hitplaynotpause at livefeisty.com. And as always, thank you, thank you, thank you for the hearts, the reviews, and the five-star ratings. Your support makes all of this possible, and I appreciate you. Okay, enough of me. Let's have a few words about our awesome sponsors and get on with the show. Excited to announce that Noon has returned as a sponsor of Hit Play, Not Pause in 2022. I have been a huge fan of Noon hydration products for well over a decade. They have products for immunity, recovery, getting a good night's rest, you name it. And I absolutely swear by their podium series, especially the Endurance product. Noon Endurance has simple ingredients and just the right blend of carbs and electrolytes to stay hydrated for long, hard events. So show your support and head on over to NoonLife.com. That's NoonLife, N-U-U-N-L-I-F-E, and use the code HITPLAY, all caps, one word, to get 30% off all of Noon's amazing products. 
Again, that's noonlife.com and use the code HITPLAY, all caps, one word, to get an amazing 30% off today. If you've been listening to this show for any amount of time, you've heard me and many of my guests talk about how the hormonal changes that come during menopause can lead to insulin resistance and carbohydrate sensitivity. That all means that it's harder to keep your blood sugar at healthy levels. And unchecked blood sugar makes it hard to manage your weight and body composition and can pave the way for diseases like diabetes and heart disease. Plus, optimizing your blood sugar is also important for exercise performance and recovery. The problem is, it's really hard to know what your blood sugar is doing at any given time. Until now. With a continuous glucose monitor, or CGM, which is just a quarter-sized device that you wear on your arm, you can see your blood sugar in real time and adjust your exercise, nutrition, and lifestyle to help optimize it. I have been testing CGM technology for the better part of a year, and I have learned a ton about how my pre-race meals impact my performance, how to fuel myself during exercise and recover afterwards, how poor sleep and stress really negatively impact my blood sugar levels, and how sitting down to a relaxed meal, no matter what I'm eating, is so much better for my blood sugar than wolfing down even a healthy meal on the go. I've come to believe that everyone could benefit greatly from having these insights, so I am super excited to announce that NutriSense CGM program has come on as a hip play, not pause sponsor in 2022. With the NutriSense CGM program, you get the sensors and you get professional support to help you dial in the diet, exercise, and behaviors that work particularly for you. Each CGM lasts 14 days and each subscription plan includes one month of free support from a registered dietitian. And I really love that. They were there to answer questions before I even thought to ask them. And if you're already knowledgeable in this space, they can provide more advanced tips and recommendations so you can find what works for you. The CGM program also comes with a super easy to use app, which helps you track your data, understand your glucose trends, log your meals, see your macros breakdown, and much more. The app also gives you an overall score for each of your meals based on your personal body's response. NutriSense also provides a private Facebook group where you can go in and share your experiences and find support from other members. It's all awesome, seriously. And if you're worried about putting on a CGM sensor because it is a little fine needle that goes into your arm, don't. Seriously, the first time I put one on, I braced myself for what I figured would feel like a shot. It was more like someone flicked my arm with their finger. Totally painless. So don't let that get in your way. You can take advantage of all of this. Get these insights right now by going over to NutriSense.io slash HitPlay and use the code HitPlay, all caps, one word, for $30 off any subscription to the CGM program. Again, that's NutriSense.io slash HitPlay. Use the code HITPLAY, all caps, one word, and get $30 off any subscription to the CGM program. I'll put all of that in the show notes. Check it out today. I've got an exciting announcement from our sponsor, Prevenex. Their Joint Health Plus product is back in stock. They got hit by so many of the issues that many companies are facing today, supply chains and labor shortages, and they also weren't willing to cut corners on their testing protocols. So it took longer than they would have liked to get it back in the store, but it is there. 
As anyone who has listened to me for more than three seconds knows, I love this stuff. I have mobility in my toe joint again. It doesn't wake me up in the night. It doesn't hurt when I'm running. It's amazing. And I've heard from many of you who are reporting the same, including one woman who wrote, I was skeptical, but this really works. I train daily, heavy lifting. My fingers, toes, ankles, elbows were achy. After two weeks, I can't feel any of that. It's remarkable. I agree. And I dug into the ingredients and they're legit. Eggshell membrane, which contains collagen and glucosamine, chondroitin, and hyaluronic acid has shown significant benefits in early research. And the other ingredient, Boswellia serrata extract, was found to be even more effective than glucosamine in some studies, according to examine.com. So head on over to Prevenix.com and check it out. Listeners of this show can get 15% off their first time purchase using the code HITPLAY all caps, one word, at checkout. Again, go to Prevenex.com, that's P-R-E-V-I-N-E-X.com, and use the code HITPLAY, all caps, one word, at checkout for 15% off your first purchase. If you don't like it, the company offers a 100% money-back guarantee on all their products within 30 days, no questions asked. Again, just use the code HITPLAY, one word, all caps, at checkout for 15% off your first-time purchase at Prevenex.com. Well, Gina, it's nice to meet you, and I appreciate you coming on on the show. I I feel like we should start by talking a bit about your fitness and your fitness history, because uh, as you told me during earlier conversations, you were a lifelong fitness enthusiast, and I'm curious, like the role fitness has played in your life. Okay. Well, thank you for having me. First of all, um, it's been a super huge fan of your show. So I'm, I'm excited to be here. Well, um, you. yeah, so I, in high school and well, even younger, I played sports, you know, just soccer, softball, um, when I was in high school, I started running with my girlfriend and her mom. Her mom would do little 5K, 10K races. And so I kind of tagged along with them. And I remember I was 18 and I won my first, like I did a 10K and I came in first in my age group, which I didn't even realize until I was leaving the parking lot. And somebody was like, hey, they called your name. That- <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, that's really? exciting. Yeah. yeah. So that was, that was fun, but I am not a runner by any, like I, I'm not very fast, especially now, but it's all good. I it's still run good. sometimes. If you run, you're a runner. I do the same thing. Uh, yeah, I did yeah. like two Ironmen, including Conan. People will be like, are you a runner? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. Why do I we do like, that? I don't, because I just don't identify as one. I don't think it's really yeah. putting myself down. Honestly, I just like, when I think of how I identify, even though I run, I call myself a cyclist because yeah. in my heart, that's what I am. I do run. Yeah. I'm a cyclist who runs, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I just don't like identify as a, you know what I yeah, mean? You're, that makes complete sense. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so that was, um, I didn't play sports in high school or anything. I just, it was more for recreation and just to keep myself busy and moving. And, um, after high school, I was about 19, 18, 19, I started going to these local, uh, it was in a school gym. They were kind of jazzercise 
classes, but it wasn't technically jazzercise. It was like aerobics, right? It was just aerobics. They sort of called aerobics. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I started doing that. I made friends with the the gal who was um, who was teaching the classes, and then and she was like, "Hey, do you want to do you want to become an instructor too?" And I was like, "Heck yeah!" So then I took the I took the ACE. It was at ACE at the yes, time. Yep, I, took the I was certification. ACE certified too. Yeah, <laughs> so I very did. similar trajectory. Yeah, so I did that and um, started teaching classes with her there. And then, and we would choreograph, like, it was so funny. I found one of the tapes the other day. She would choreograph the routines and then send them to me so that I could learn them so that we would have the same class across the week, you know, for all, if I was teaching, it was the same as when she was teaching. So I found one of the videos the other day and I just had to laugh because it brought back a lot of good memories. But, um, so that's what I, that's when I started instructing. And then we did the whole, like, we went to the um, National Fitness Convention that was in Nashville that one year. And um, it, it was super fun. We, we did all that. I taught everything from just basic aerobic classes. And I started going into, like, the Globo Gym setting. And I was doing step classes and kickboxing classes and any class, really, um, body pump classes, you know, with the little tiny handheld weights. Yeah, <laughs> all no. of that. Yeah, this um, is this is a walk through history of, of pretty much what yes. a lot of us did. Uh, yep, and so yeah. I did that for years. And in fact, one, I got a job um, after I had my daughter, and they had a gym in the back of the the warehouse building, and I actually approached them and I was like, "Hey, how about I teach a couple classes a week here for the employees?" And so I did that for a while. That was really fun. I taught, um, I went to the retirement um, community in one of the communities close by here. I taught classes there. I mean, so I've, I've taught all demographics and all mm-hmm. types of classes for years. Then when I turned, uh, right before I turned 40, I started training at like the small group training at my gym and they were doing a competition. It was like, um, groups of four people. And then at the end of the six weeks, whatever group had lost like the, the most body or, you know, I'd made the best body comp- composition changes won like a prize at the end. And I was, I was getting ready to turn 40 and I had, I was a couple of years out from having my last baby. And I was feeling like I needed something a little more, even though I knew what to do, I needed some, some guidance and, you know, even trainers need trainers. So um, so I, I went with, with that group and then that's, he was a CrossFit trainer, but not training at a CrossFit box. He was giving us workouts that were CrossFit and I had never heard of CrossFit. So I was like, huh, what is this? And I remember the warm up that we did for one of our first workouts, I was dying at the end of the warm up. <laughs> I was like, what is this animal? So I, um, I fell in love with it. I, I fell in love with, and he introduced me to lifting. I had never really used a barbell that much. So um, he introduced me to that and I fell in love with that. I was like, this is cool. Also loved the fact that I could get a full body, you know, workout done in 20 minutes, half hour, you know, and then of course, warming up and cooling down. It's 
was a little longer than that, but like getting in, getting the work done, getting out. I wasn't spending hours on a treadmill and I wasn't, you know, going through all the machines, not knowing what I was doing. (laughs) I just, it was, it was, uh, and it was before CrossFit was really cool. So it's kind of in the beginning of when they were still at the ranch doing the, doing their uh, CrossFit games or whatever at the ranch. So, so it was really um, fun for me and I really enjoyed the lifting part and deadlifts were like my jam. And I was like, Oh, I'm good at that. Like I'm actually kind of good at some of this stuff. Um, so that's, that was my introduction to CrossFit. And then from there, a couple years in, I, after that, I decided I wanted to get my level one. So I went and I got my level one training, um, done and started coaching at a local box and actually started coaching at, or I started at the local box first and then I got my, and then I got my, um, level one, but, um, I was their first client and their first coach at that box. So it was kind of fun. And we, and it was about five years, five, six years that, um, they were open. If I remember correctly. So I, so I was there the whole time. It was great. I taught a lot of the beginners. I did a lot of the on-ramp classes, which I really loved because I, I got to see the progression of people coming in looking so scared. And so like, uh, I can't run a 400 meter without stopping. And then, you know, once they were like two months in, they were running the 400 meter, they're in class with me and, and keeping up. And it was just, it was super rewarding to see and people getting stronger, especially course my passion is for the women to get stronger right right so seeing them seeing them really progress and and finding a love for lifting was super fun for me and then that's cool then my, yeah then my box closed so that's what happened there oh. no, no more so then when, when does when as we often talk about in the show when does perimenopause enter your your life so I would say that about 40, 44, I would say probably 43 is when some things started to change, but it wasn't real, like it wasn't super bothersome, but I kind of knew like, oh, my cycles are getting a little different. And then, um, and then hot flashes would come and go. So I would get hot flashes sometimes and I would think, oh, is this what this is about? Is this? Like, is this starting now? And then they would disappear for a couple months. And I'd be like, hmm, maybe that was just a fluke. But nope, they came back. So every, like, sometimes they disappear for six months. I wouldn't have any. And then, boom, I'd have them for a couple months. And uh, they were miserable. As I, I got really, really, actually probably was the fittest I had ever been in my adult life. Um, in my early forties to my mid forties, um, 46, I would say is when I had a knee surgery. That's when I had the meniscus had my meniscus, uh, repair or removed part of it. Did you have an Um, injury? Did you have an accident? I was, I was just working out and I felt something go Mm, pop mm -hmm. and I was like, Oh, that's not good. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it was probably, it was probably wear and tear a little bit. And then it finally just was like enough of a tear to, 
to bother me more. So uh, had that fit, had that done, had a really uh, slower than I would have wished recovery. I had had um, surgery, same thing, a little tear in my meniscus when I was 19. And boy, do you recover differently when you're 19 than you do when you're 46. It was a whole different ball game. Um, but I made my way back and I, I started doing all the things that I was doing before. Um, but at 46, I would say is when the hot flashes were way more frequent. I was also having like insomnia, which I didn't relate to that. I had no idea. I just thought, and I would coach 6 a.m. classes. So I would be up at like 3 a.m. trying to fall asleep still. And it was horrible. I remember a few times just getting up and going, well, I guess I'll just make breakfast and wait it out until I have to be at the gym. And then hopefully I won't fall asleep during my class. Like it was terrible. Um, and I never put two and two together. I didn't, I didn't know that that was part of the hormones going. Hi. Yeah. So, um, so that was really when I started noticing things changing. Um, wasn't until probably 50 um, when I, when things got really hard, the last few years of perimenopause for me were the worst. And by hard, you mean? By hard, I mean, I, I, like, I, like I talk about all the time, I, I knew about hot flashes. I'd heard people talk about that. I heard people talk about, oh, low libido and um, rage, like just being, you know, really bitchy and <laughs> that people chewing too loudly and drove you up, up a wall, like all those things I knew about. But, um, but I didn't really expect the, um, like the, the depressed, well, I was depressed. I was anxious. I was having anxiety out of nowhere that I, I didn't understand was part of this whole journey as well until I started learning more. But, um, that probably was the thing that shocked me most, um, finding out that those were connected. Um, I was getting, I'm a super social person. I go, I love my friends. I love to be social. I was not wanting to leave my house. I was, I was worried about everything all the time. Um, it was like this black cloud over me and it wasn't me. It just, I remember sitting there thinking, this is not who I am. Like, what is happening? Is this the rest of my life going to be like this? Like, so, so you're not connecting the dots to perimenopause, right? Like, so what, what are you, what are you doing? A, are you still exercising, you know, and following your same routine at all? And B, did you, did you seek any help for what you were experiencing or were you just trying to ride it out? So I was still trying to exercise, although I was, so it was like, it was like a snow. Now, when I look back, it's like, so textbook, right? I can see like, oh, I wasn't sleeping because I was having hot flashes at night. And then I wasn't, you know, and then I wasn't recovering from my workouts because I wasn't sleeping and, and, you know, my joints were hurting and my you know, I, I was trying to work out harder because my weight was going up and I was 
having these, you know, thoughts of like, well, I just need to work harder and eat less and tighten up my nutrition, even though I've always been really good, you know, pretty much with my nutrition. And I was just thinking like, I just have to do more. And it wasn't working. And it was, it was really, and then I had the mental, the mental stuff going on too. And let's throw in a pandemic in there. (laughs) And then let's throw in my husband's in law enforcement. And so during that time, that time, then it was, so I had all of these other things. So I was kind of thinking, well, is it, is it what's going on in the outside world that's making me feel this way? So I kind of thought it was that. And then pretty soon when I started researching, I was realizing, oh, this is part of the hormonal shifting and, and this is serotonin and estrogen are connected. And I never knew, like, I had no idea all the things that estrogen was responsible for. And uh, so I did seek out counseling because I, I was not feeling well. I was like, this is not me. My husband was like, something's wrong. <laughs> like. <laughs> You, you know, he was trying to help me and he couldn't help. And and so I did seek out counseling and that was probably the smartest thing I, I could have done at the time. Um, but again, we were in a pandemic. So at the, at the front end, I was able to go in person, mm-hmm. but then everything shut down. So then I had to do, you know, do it on zoom, which was fine. I didn't mind that, but it also, it was, it wasn't as frequent as I would have liked. Um, but it helped, it did help. And also me taking, you know, kind of taking the bull by the horn, so to speak, and really learning about what was going on with me, um, kind of felt let it made me feel better, made me feel like I had more power in, in what was happening. And that, um, I, once I got over being angry about what was happening, uh, I was able to, to feel better about it. Um, so then the knowledge I've heard this before, um, a few people on the show have said just the knowledge and understanding of what was happening is super helpful. Like it. Very. Yeah. Um, did you, was there anything else involved? Did, did, did you, um, utilize any antidepressants or any hormone therapy or any of that kind of stuff? Or was there anything involved to actually help you through the tunnel? So I did not do antidepressants, um, but I eventually did do, I I put a message into my, um, my OBGYN and I said, I think I want to try hormone therapy. And it was a very big step for me because I think in our world of fitness people, it is, it's almost like we feel like it's a failure. Yep. Like I'm we, very glad you're saying this. And yes, I think we do need to talk about this. A we little absolutely more do. It's kind of like the natural childbirth thing. It's like, Oh, I gave, which by the way I did. And I would never do it again. <laughs> I, I did say, it. Like, I did what it the, the hell. <laughs> oh my God. I did. I did it the first one. And I was like, sign me up for the epidural on the second one before I even knew I was pregnant. So <laughs> yeah, like, I, I feel you. Like, yeah. Anyway, not to, not to go down that path. <laughs> not to go down but that I, road. But I do feel like there is this sort of. <sighs> I'm trying to be careful because I, you know, I, I. But but just to speak plainly, I. But people can be like, well, I, you know, I, I take care of myself, so I don't need that. You know, I mean, there can be a little bit of that, and 
And I feel like that does us all a disservice because sure, some people are fine without it. Like I sort of made it through without it, but, but had, had I had like the depression and all that kind of stuff and lingering, you hundred percent believe I would have been like knocking on doors or joint yeah. pain or that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. yes, think- you have not failed. Go ahead. You talk to your OB Jen. And what did she say? He say, yeah, she, she yeah. was like, yeah, sure. No, no problem. But I thought it was very strange that I had come to her before with some of these complaints, like talking about some of this stuff and she never offered it to me which I thought weird? was very odd after Did I she say anything now. about it? Like when all you... she said really in the beginning was when I first brought it up was like, Oh yeah, this is, this is kind of when this starts. <laughs> okay. Well, what do I, what, what does that mean? <laughs> like, what does that Sorry. mean? Yeah, like... I, I mean, I was like, okay. So then I uh, brought it up again. I probably brought it up a few times. And still, she never offered it. And it was like, I mm. had to bring it to her. That's say, really good. This is what I want to do. Um, so I think it wasn't like she was discouraged. You know, she never like. Totally. One way or the other. She, she just never like brought just, it to the table. No, never. Yeah. And I think, so, and, and now that I'm learning that a lot of doctors don't get training in this area. Even OB gym. Even like, OB, is, yes. Which is amazing. Which is astonishing. But yeah. I understand now why, but um, but I had no idea. You just assume that they yeah. know that they yeah. know. Yeah. They don't. Yeah. Not all of them. Totally. Um, so I did bring it to her and she was totally fine. Like she didn't tell me no. So she she prescribed um, I take estrogen and progesterone. How do you um, take it? I'm just curious what the I is. take it um orally I tried the patch but I still had to take the progesterone pill so and the patch wouldn't stay on very well for me so it was just it was more of a house and I don't have any contraindications so I I was I was good I was like I'm fine I'll take the I'll just take take it orally um but yeah so so I started taking it was like night and day probably within 2 weeks I felt more like myself again. Um, and I, and I still, and especially then I was like, why did I wait so long? I well, you didn't know, right? I, I mean, didn't know. I didn't know, but I also had that thought like, Oh, I'm not going to take. Totally. Totally. I get it. I, I get it. Because you know, I'm, I'm tough. I can handle this. I'm, I'm, I eat well, I exercise, I do all the right things. Like I didn't think that it was, yeah. So once I did that, oh my God, new person or not a new person, but back to feeling like, you know, like I was, um, and how long, I'm sorry. I think you said, but how long did it take you to feel better? Within two weeks, I had zero hot flashes. Wow. Like, okay. Um, and then probably the next few months I really started I started feeling like my body started feeling better. I was sleeping better. I was sleeping like a champ. That was the other thing that I did was um, to try to kind of get a gauge on, on my recovery. I bought a whoop strap and I was like, let me see how, you know, let me see where I'm at. Cause clearly I'm not recovering enough and I want to see what it looks like data wise. <laughs> so that was really actually very very it's eye opening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very. Like you have one glass of wine and you look at your 
look at your data from that. I, I know I have an aura ring and I'm just like, mm. <laughs> sometimes I'm like, I just shouldn't even look this morning after. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that was super helpful. So that the hormone therapy, um, the therapy therapy, uh, learning, just diving in. I dove in. I was like, let me find everything I can find out about this, which is not as easy as you think. Because oh, I you know. Start, yeah. <laughs> so you start. <laughs> yes, I know. And it's great because that's how I found you, right? Like I found you. I found, well, and I knew about, about Stacey Sims because I just have known about her for years. Um, but I didn't, I hadn't read her book. So I read her book. That's how I found you. That's how I signed up for her menopause course, um, which I learned a ton. I think I signed up for the beta course though. It was like before it was officially out or, you know, like it was the the very first one. Um, I learned so much from that. And then listening to your podcast and reading your stuff and getting on your, your page and um, just learning from other women and hearing other women's stories. And then, um, Really being able though, being able to find the information because you can Google estrogen and you'll get eight reasons not to take it and two reasons why you should. (laughs) And a lot of it is just really bad information that or outdated information. Outdated information. Yeah. Or um or information that somebody's at the bottom is just trying to sell you something, some some there's a lot of that. There's a lot of that. And you know, as we become uh, louder and more open. We are just, we're bigger targets. <laughs> I feel like we're becoming bigger targets for a lot of people to sell things to, you know, oh, and that we need to be so careful um, and just discriminating. Yeah. We need to be. Yeah. It's maddening. It's maddening. <laughs> but it, And then I think about, I think about just a norm, like not that I'm not normal, but like I'm in this fitness realm and somebody who's not for them to try to find this information it it's over like I can see how people just go through and just don't know like they just it's too much it's too hard it's too it takes up too much time um but but I was I was determined to find out as much as I could and I knew I was like I'm feeling I was getting to that point where I was feeling like I don't want to, I don't want to feel like this for the rest of my life. Yeah. Like I, there's gotta be a way to feel better. Um, so I just dove in and, and tried to learn everything I could, everything. I was like, a, a, it was like so much that sometimes I couldn't retain it all. <laughs> it's like, wait, what did they say about that? I got to go back and look that up. But that's how I kind of, kind of uh, made me, it just made me feel a lot better, more in control. That's a great story. And and how long have you been on it now? Like when was that and how long have you been taking it? So I've been on about two years. Now, okay. I think. Um yeah, it's I have I've adjusted it up. I've adjusted the estrogen up just a tiny bit. Um, because I started probably about a year in. I started having a little I started having hot flashes again, just not very many, but I'd had none. So I was like, uh, eh. so I send a note to my doctor. She was like, all right, well, let's just increase you a little bit. Let's take half of, you know, one and a half instead of, and I was on, I started off on the very lowest dose. So, um, so I was on like a 0.5, 0.5, 0.5, 0.5, 0.5, 0.5, 0.5, 0.5, 0.5, 0.5, 0.5, 0.5, 0.5, 0.5, 0.5, 0.5, 0.5, 0
five or whatever. And then she said, take another half. So, and that worked. And are you post-menopause now? Or are you- I am. Yeah. Yep. yep. As far as I know, I always hear these <laughs> stories. <and> all- <laughs> they're, yeah, like, yeah. they're like, oh, I thought I was. And then all of a sudden, hello. But no, I'm pretty 99% sure. Yeah. That I'm post. Cool. Um, yeah. So feeling a thousand times better. As listeners of this show know, we talk about some pretty uncomfortable topics. So I am stoked to have a new sponsor on board, Bonafide, who is helping women find relief from a very uncomfortable topic, vaginal dryness. As estrogen declines, those delicate tissues can suffer, making everything from riding a bike to having sex uncomfortable, if not outright painful. Bonafide is devoted to helping women find solutions to symptoms like this that are related to the menopausal transition. One product that I can tell you works like a charm is Reverie. It's an easy to use vaginal insert that rejuvenates vaginal tissue and replenishes your body's moisture so you get relief from itching and burning and also greater overall comfort and improved intimacy. A few of my guests have recommended it. I have tried it. It works. Bonafide also has a host of other products, including a new probiotic supplement that is formulated to promote a healthy vaginal microbiome. You can give Bonafide products a try today. There are no hormones and no prescription is required. You just get quick, real relief. To get 20% off your first purchase when you subscribe to any product, go to hellobonafide.com and use the promo code HITPLAY, all caps, all one word. That's hellobonafide.com, B-O-N-A-F-I-D-E, and the code is HITPLAY, all caps, all one word, for 20% off at checkout. And I'll also put a clickable link in the show notes. Check it out today. Like many of you, I try to eat well, train well, take the supplements I need, and track my recovery, sleep, and progress. So imagine my surprise when I found out I had elevated blood sugar, high cortisol, out-of-whack lipids, and was borderline anemic. Yeah. All while I was racing well and feeling actually pretty great. Turns out, all of my training stress was taking a hidden toll. How did I find out? Inside Tracker. Inside Tracker is a service that analyzes your blood, DNA, lifestyle, and fitness trackers to provide you a personalized, science-based, trackable action plan on how to live, age, and perform better. Inside Tracker is simpler, cheaper, and more convenient than traditional blood tests, and their blood tests also include biomarkers that are key to performance that you don't get from traditional blood tests like ferritin and vitamin D. My favorite part? They don't just give you data, they provide you with nutrition and lifestyle tips to take action. And I've taken those actions myself and have been improving those markers and ultimately my health. So for a limited time, my friends at Inside Tracker are offering my listeners 25% off their entire store. So go to insidetracker.com slash feistymenopause to take advantage of that offer. Again, it's insidetracker.com slash Feisty menopause, I can tell you, it works. Well, that's, that, that is a good thing. That's all wonderful. It's great to hear. And, yes. and for a small little uh, pivot, 
I want to definitely talk about street parking because that's how I discovered you. Um, Where in this picture did you find street parking? So after my, um, my CrossFit box closed, I, well, you know, I had followed Miranda who was Miranda is is for the the people who don't know. For the creator of street She's parking. The creator, Which, one of the if you had to co- summarize what street parking is, please do that for people too. So street parking is um, created for busy people and people who don't have access necessarily maybe to a full gym, um, who have a garage gym set up. Uh, it is, they give you daily workouts. They give you modifications. They give you things you can use in place of equipment. So if you don't have, if you don't have a barbell, there's a dumbbell version. If you don't have um, a step, a box to jump on, you can jump over something. So there it's, it's really, um, and for all fitness levels, all ages, stages. Um, and, gotcha. and like right now they, there's like 40 different extra programs you can get as well. So there's gymnastics, there's, you know, powerlifting programs there's you know pull-up programs a 5k program there's they just offer a lot but in the beginning it was basically just one workout a day here's what we're doing um and, and I kind of just, stepped on you but you um you were talking about you were following Miranda so Miranda yeah, is, so Miranda is um one of the creators of street parking her and her husband Julian um but I had followed Miranda forever so I I I saw her starting this, this journey with street parking. And I was like, Oh, that's interesting. And then about six months after they posted their first workout, I just kind of followed along at first. And then I, I joined six months in, um, I said, I'm going to give it a try because I don't like to program my own workouts. I like to just go look at something and go, okay, this is what I'm doing. Same, same, <laughs> same, same. I can, uh, I don't want to. I can, but I don't want to. Yeah. Um, I would rather just have somebody tell me what to do. Yep. So, um, so really, and I had bought some equipment from the gym when it closed. So I had a barbell, I had plates, mm. I had, I had two rowers. Um, so I had a pretty good little setup. I had some dumbbell, I got things along the way, but I um, had some dumbbells and, and a jump rope and, eventually I got a box. And and so I just started with them six months in, I think when I started, there was about 1200 members and now there's like over 35,000. So it's been about five years that they've been in existence. So, and is it like CrossFit or any of these other things where you yourself can get certified in some sort of way, or is it, does it not work that way? Nope. Nope. It's just a a fitness program that they offer. And They're, they have coaches, um, they have a coaching staff, they have, um, you know, when you sign up, you're assigned a coach. So gotcha. if you have any questions, you can, you, you, you know, you just contact your coach and, and the community is great. There's a Facebook, private Facebook page that you, you're on if you choose to be. Um, and the community is super supportive and questions, you know, somebody can post one question, you get 14 different you know, people responding pretty quickly with an answer. Um, it's, it's just a really great, well-rounded program. I I've been super happy with it. How, if you were to compare or contrast it to CrossFit and that sort of lifting, how would it, how would it 
I would say it's very, very um, much along those same lines. I mean, she was, she, she programmed, she was in the CrossFit world forever and had her own box at one point and did a lot of, you know, did a lot of programming for a lot of different, different CrossFit people, CrossFit boxes. And so um, it is very, you know, I, I consider it the same type of working workouts, but, um, but, uh, but with some different movements that you don't typically see mm-hmm. in, in a CrossFit gym. So that's and more accessible to your home and more accessible yeah. to, yes, to a lot of people in their home gym. Yeah. Gotcha. And who are the Menno Parkers? So the Menno Parkers came to be because um, I was pretty involved in the, in the street parking Facebook community page um, since the beginning and street parking will do uh, some, some challenges throughout the year. So they'll do, sometimes it'll be a nutrition challenge. Sometimes it'll be more of a um, picking, you know, like, choose your fit, like we're doing a choose your fitness challenge right now, but you kind of pick an area that you need to work on. Maybe, maybe it's more maintenance. Maybe it's more, um, more consistency because they really preach consistency is key, right? You just to be consistent is, is what you want to strive for. So, um, I did pretty much the first challenge after I joined was a nutrition challenge. I did that and you had to weigh and measure and do all of this stuff and, and got a template with your food for your food. And, and so I, I did that and I had some results that was early on. Second one probably had, had a little bit of results. Then eventually as my perimenopause was getting worse and worse, <laughs> I was not having results anymore. And I was getting really frustrated and it was super hard for me to go on the Facebook page and see like, Oh, after mm-hmm. the six month challenge, this person lost you know, five inches and it was getting really frustrating. And, um, as I was going through that journey, I just started opening up about it on the page. And then I would have these women who were like, Oh my gosh, I'm feeling the same way. Like this is, this is happening to me too. And so just, um, I'm re- I remember feeling like I was being left behind. Like, all these people were having these PRs, they were losing their inches, they were making gains, they were, and I was feeling like I'm being left behind. And I'm being like, as I'm aging, I'm getting into this little box where people just kind of look over you. That's how I was. That's how I I know. That's a very good way to describe it. And uh, so I, I, started getting, you know, I'd post about it every now and then I'd start getting these responses. And I was like, you know, maybe we could have our own little group because like we, it's hard for somebody who's not in it to under really understand. Um, so I started the group. I came up with the little Menno Parker's name. I don't even know how I came up with that. I love it. I think it's really cute. But, yeah. But I, uh, I, I, I got permission from them to start, you know, cause they don't, they don't technically it's not an official right. <laughs> page, but, right. but I got their blessing and, um, and I have, you know, I don't know, like, I think like 2,500 people in there now, which I never imagined. Um, but it's, but it's a space that I created for all of us that are, are active women and trying to age the best way we can. And, um, and to actually get that information out to those women too, because I know, like I said before, 
finding the information sometimes is so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's why I took the course because I wanted to know, I wanted to learn as much as I could so that I could pass it on to, you know, pass on what I've learned to these women who are, who are, you know, trying to be their best version of themselves in this time. So they come, they complain, they, they say, Hey, does this happen to you? Or has anybody have this happen? It's just, it's just a really, um, I think it's really valuable. I mean, it's much yeah. like your, it's much like your page that you have um, the general page where women get on there and they just like, Hey, and you've got 10 people who come in like, no, the I hip plane up pause page. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I completely understand. Like this is, this is what I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm really careful. I try to be really careful about when I'm responding to somebody like everybody's journey is different. Every woman will have a different experience. What works for me might not work for you. Um, and all, and I would say the top thing that most women come on there and talk about is the weight gain issue. Um, and that's a really hard one because it's so layered, right? I mean, you've got You've got the estrogen thing where you're losing estrogen. Your body wants to surf that in a different place. But then you've also got like the sleep thing and you've got the, the you know, the food thing. And you've got, it's just, a, a lot. it's very multi, there's a lot. Yeah. And it's hard just to tell somebody, oh, just eat this. You don't, I don't ever, oh, just eat intermittent fast. And you'll be in, uh, it's worked for me and it'll work for you. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. It's just, it's a very individual thing and you have to try a lot of different things and, and it's a lot of trial and error. It was for me anyway, maybe it's not for, for everyone, but I had to really play around with more rest. Like that was the biggest thing. I yeah. remember having a light bulb go off and going, Oh, cortisol. Huh? Makes a I big bet difference. You. Oh, mm-hmm. it's huge. It was the biggest change for me as I started to do I was like, all right, I'm going to do 15 minutes. I don't care if it's 10 minutes, 15 minutes of restorative yoga, meditation, some sort of like, let's calm my nervous system down <laughs> before I go to bed every day. That was the, that was a huge game changer. Huge. Um, and, and doing that, it's so against everything I was ever taught or ever did in my life was to back off. Like I can't keep doing the intensity that I was doing. And I was not, I was not doing well. I had to back off. I had to let, I had to take more rest days. I had more rest. to, yeah. um, I had to change some things, which that was, that was hard. It was really, it's, it's really hard for someone like me. To oh go, yeah. No, oh. I, I totally understand. I, but I just find like, if I want to go hard because there are benefits of going hard, then it's just, I need to respect that rest more. You know, I used to be able mm-hmm. to just blow it off and that's, Doesn't that's work just, yeah, that's not the case anymore. <laughs> and change and your mindset. And I've worked really hard on mindset for the past few years. Like very well, your body hard. is going to change over time period. Right. And you know, it's, yep. it's, you can, you can dig in and fight that for the rest of your days on this big blue marble <laughs> you know, it, it seems I don't know folly to me or you know you can do you know take control of your controllables and uh look at yourself uh, through a different lens you know absolutely and we just like I told you earlier we're doing a a little 
challenge through street parking and it's called control your fitness. And so one of our tasks was to talk about, or to write down what we can control, you know, what it means to you to control your fitness. And so my mind was basically um, being able to, being able to just know that like, maybe this week I have to take an extra rest day and maybe next week I'll be able to do five workouts in a row and not feel destroyed. Or um, maybe it's moving something from the fitness things that I used to be, or that I could do might go into the things that fitness things I can't do anymore. <laughs> like, you know, like chest to bar pull-ups can't do those anymore. It's fine. It's okay. I don't need to do chest to bar pull-ups. I can do plenty of other things. Um, you can try I new things. Have, I can try new things. I can buy a mountain bike. Um, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So um, it means that it's fine and I'm not going to feel guilty for it. And I'm not going to feel like I'm doing less because I'm doing what I can and I'm still doing. And that's really what's really important. It doesn't matter that my fitness doesn't look like it did 10 years ago or that my body doesn't look like it did 10 years ago. The size of pants that I wear is the most least interesting thing about me. <laughs> like telling myself that over and over and over if I have to. It is not perfect. There are days when I still, you know, get down on myself or talk mean to myself, but I it's it's acceptance. It's being accepting of where I am in this moment right now and doing the best I can with what I have. A hundred percent. Amen. And, and I, I just want to like add a little bit to that is that remember those days when you were in the shape of your life and you still looked at yourself some days and been like, mm, yeah. you know, I, like not loving what, and then you look back mm -hmm. and you're like, what was I thinking? I look like amazing. Like, we're all you're gonna, you're gonna look yes. back in 10 years and think the same damn thing so I just, know. you know like so just go okay. with it <laughs> somebody said to me like you're you're the hottest you're gonna be and th at this moment in, time, like, in <laughs> 10 years you're gonna look back and you'll be like i was so hot then. <laughs> <laughs> so true yeah it's so true it is so true and we're all guilty of it but um but yeah, that's just, I'm, I just, I went from being so depressed and so defeated, feeling so defeated and feeling so angry about what I was going through and thinking, why do I have to go through, why did, why do we have to have babies? We have to have PMS. We have to like all of this stuff. And then we get, <laughs> and then we get this really going down that rabbit hole. <laughs> right. And then we get this handed to us and we're supposed you know, and, and guys can just wander off into the sunset and be, you know, their testosterone might, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Their testosterone might drop a little bit, but you know, it's not like a, like jumping off a cliff like ours, but, um, I, I just, yeah, it's, I went from that to like, now I feel like I can look at the positive things about, about being where I'm at, um, took a while to get there, but I, I always try to tell people it does get better. It's not, it's really rough. Like the perimenopause stuff is the hardest for me. Some people still struggle after their yeah. post, yeah. But, but that's common. But certain too. things do get better. Um, you know, it's it's a journey, though, boy, and it is not for the weak. And that's we are we are all really strong. That's all I can. That's all I can say. Every one of us, every one of us, because we all go through it. 
we live long enough. And we should be glad to. <laughs> and we should be glad to. Because yeah. my mom, my mom died at 36. So <gasps> I didn't even have a mom to talk to about, about what she went, you know, what, what it was like for her. So I'm grateful. That's another mm. perspective for me. So I'm I'm grateful to be. I remember feeling a little bit of guilt about that because I was I was like mad about what I was going through, but also mm. like my mom didn't get to go through it. So you should be grateful that you're still here to go through this as horrible as it is right now. <laughs> but I remember having that conflicting feeling um, when I was in the thick of it. Like, you know, at least you're, at least you're still around to, to have this experience. And I can tell my daughter about it. So my mom didn't get that chance. Well, that's our show. Join me next week when I sit down with Jennifer Maxwell, who helped create the original Power Bar in 1985 and is now founder of Jam Foods and has a whole lot to say about being an athlete, mother, and professional going through menopause. Come on back for that one. And until then, as always, stay feisty. You've been listening to Hit Play, Not Pause, a feisty menopause podcast for active, performance-minded women. I'm your host, Celine Yeager. The show is edited and produced by the strong, talented, and amazing women at Live Feisty Media. Follow us on social media at Feisty Menopause, and please help us spread the word. Screenshot and share this episode on your social media channels with the tag at Feisty Menopause. Share the show with your friends, and please subscribe, like, review, and rate this show wherever you get your podcasts. Word of mouth and good reviews make it easier for other listeners to find. Thanks for listening, and as always, stay feisty. Stay feisty.